You are listening to episode 63. This episode is brought to you by my new course, How to Dominate LinkedIn with Your Personal Brand. Do you feel like when you're on the LinkedIn platform, you're not really sure how to actually navigate it? Does it feel clunky or confusing? And do you have all these connections, but you're not sure how to really leverage those connections and how to really show up virtually in presenting your personal brand? Well, that is what this course is about because since September, I've gone from 1,500 connections to about 8,000 connections on LinkedIn. Not only that, I've gotten clients through my content and people have actually reached out to me to speak for virtual speaking engagements. So if this is something that you would really like to capitalize on and take advantage of and learn about, then this course is definitely for you. And you can learn about it more in my show notes and I will have the link to the waitlist just for you. And now on with the show. On today's episode, we get to interview another Brunch Pitch participant and winner actually of the Harlem Business Pitch, and that is Adrian Everett, owner of the Shea Butter Cream Diva. We get to learn all about her passion for helping people with their skin based on her experiences with eczema and skin issues of her own and why she created this brand. By the way, if you've been loving our episodes, be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, and please leave me a review. I would love to know, how are you experiencing these episodes? Are they bringing any value to your life whatsoever? And are they inspiring you to go after your purpose as an entrepreneur or entrepreneur? Let me know, and on with today's episode. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, where we make inspirational people known. Brought to you by your host, Fian O'Brien. everyone and welcome to the Okiki podcast and today I have a special guest her name is Adrienne Everett she's the owner of the Shea Butter Cream Diva I connected with Adrienne again through the brunch pitch and I'm so excited to hear about her story and her creating this product she's the winner of the Harlem business pitch actually and she was a sponsor for the LA Fashion Fest. So thank you so much, Adrian, for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. So do you mind telling our audience your journey to creating this company? Were you always an entrepreneur? And where did this come from? I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. I've always like, whatever I could do so I didn't have to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) I sold Avon. I did audiobooks, voiceovers. I've had a gift basket business, whatever, mm-hmm. as long as I didn't have to go to work. So my children and I have eczema. 
And when they were younger, they used to use this product that we loved. But then over the years, you know, the quality, the texture change. And I was like, what's going on? So that's what led me to do some research on what's good for eczema and our melanated skin and the problems that we have and trying different ingredients and what was good. And I finally came up with the formula that was great for everyone. And that's how it started. Well, it just started for us, like me and my family. Then, you know, when you go out, Hmm. Somebody say, I hate to see people with your hands. So I'm like, Mm-mm, come here. Let me give you something for your hand. <laughs> and then they go, oh, this smells good. What is it? And I'm like, oh, this is mine. I make it. Oh, could you make me one? And this person told that person and what have you. And that's how I got started to sell it. Wow. So really, it was a product created out of a personal problem, right. but it was able to serve other people. And it sounds like it was a very organic process, I guess, initially of even making it become a business. Mm-hmm. And so just to give our audience a bit of a timeline here, how long have you had this Shea Butter company that you've created? This is my eighth year. Amazing. Yeah, this is my eighth year. Amazing. And what is the process in formulating? Did you have to get like a commercial kitchen for this? What is the process to actually creating the formulas for people's skin? Like dry skin, eczema, psoriasis, acne, you know, I research was good for those things. You know, certain butters, maybe green tea, green tea butter, chamomile calms redness and inflammation, chamomile butter, different extracts and oils, Mm -hmm. rice bran oil, So, you know, research my problem that I have and my children have, what we good for it. Then it's also about looking at other brands and what name brands and looking at their ingredients and comparing those brands that are known to be good for your skin. What's the common ingredient? And then seeing if that and seeing what the benefits are and seeing if I can work that into mine. And then I just make it at home. Eventually, my goal is to move everything out of my house or if I can extend my house, build on a little, you know, but everything is done here. That's amazing. So when did you first officially launch in a way that you're like, okay, enough friends and family are asking, like, I think I can really set up here, let people know this is what I'm doing. And what was your biggest obstacle in doing that? I think... It was 2014. I think I did my, that might've been my first pop-up. It was a natural hair pop-up in Brooklyn. And that was the first time that I did a pop-up. And I think a month later, I did another one in Westchester. So, you know, you hear of different pop-ups and my sister, she helps me with everything. She goes to the shows with me and everything. So I would ask her, you know, I heard about this pop-up. Do you think we should do it? We should try. So I was like, sure, why not? You know, that's how you can get customers. So that's how we started going Mm -hmm. out and other people knowing. And then Mm -hmm. you network with the person that's hosting it or the other vendors, exchange business cards. And then, you know, they may be like, oh, I'm having a pop-up or I'm doing a pop-up. Are you available? And so it's about networking and Mm. going, trying to get different exposure through those people. Very cool. So there's like a lot of relationship building and live pop-ups, like you said. So where customers live can see you, can see your booth, can see the product and, and try it for themselves. 
And so in that growth, did you also in promoting your brand, was social media any part of that process? Or has it been very direct and word of mouth and one to one in your process? It's all of the above. Posting on social media, the process or my products, using social media to find about to follow other people who are in the same business or following the people that I met at pop-ups. That's how I find out about other pop-ups. So use social media, use word of mouth. That is the big, if I'm going to be honest, I don't put much effort into advertising. My product stands on its own. So once you try it, you're hooked, which is my Mm. goal. It's like, I'm the dealer, the shade dealer. (laughs) Then when you have something on and you smell good and somebody else smells it, they're like, what, what do you have with that? And then they tell them. And it, so word of mouth is my best tool to date and yeah. going to pop-ups and expos because once you, you know, reading a description on a site of the scent and actually smelling it, I think scent is a personal thing. Mm. Like it triggers memory. You know, scent is mm. very important because it could trigger a memory of someone or something it could be good or bad it mm. ju- it touches you so when you smell it you go oh yeah this is me you know what i mean mm. so being at shows and having people smell them and try it that's i think the best thing that's really cool and in your process too you sell directly to your customers as well mm-hmm. do you also get to supply other stores that also represent your brand in light of all the networking and word of mouth that spread. That's my you. next step. Okay, awesome. I mean, I have a white label for a spa and I do her cellulite scrub for her. So that's my first step. And my next step is to try to get some wholesales and maybe in little boutiques or little stores or something like that. Very cool. I guess that kind of leads to my next question is where do you see this brand going in the next five years? If you have your like dream, <laughs> the dream version of, my, of this brand. Wow. My dream is to get everyone hooked on it. Like mm. I want to be that like a crack dealer. I want one time, boom, you hooked. You have to get it. I want to get everyone hooked on my product whether it's by going to pop-ups, word of mouth. I would love to see my product on the shelf of a store because my slogan is luxury for the skin. So I want to provide that luxury without sacrificing quality, without emptying your pockets. <laughs> you know, because you Such know, a you, challenge. Look at, yeah. you look at like high-end stores, like I make a face serum. And so once again, it's about research, what oils, what products are good for your skin and certain products. And so you look at the big name stores that sell face serums, $120 and $75. What are the ingredients? Y'all are ridiculous. So I pick Mm. and choose which ingredients are good and formulate and then boom. So it's about that quality luxury product, but it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. You know what I mean? So I would like to see that at a store where you can get luxury and quality, but it's not going to be at a Gucci or Louis price. 
Yeah. You know, it's interesting um, you're talking about that because it makes me think of how Kanye did that deal with Gap. <laughs> it's like mm. that challenge of how do you make that luxury look and make it accessible? I feel like that's always a challenge for brands because you never want to sacrifice on the quality, which will, of course, influence the price. Right. And then you also still very much want as many people to have that amazing resource as possible. Right. Also, in light of that, how was it navigating your business during the pandemic as well, given that you did so many pop-ups and how did you have to adapt and change in, in that environment? And what were some of the new kind of uh, things that came to light in order to support your business? So my last pop-up was February, a month before everything shut down. And then I got COVID in, oh my gosh. in the March, April, it's fuzzy, <laughs> and, mm. but my family, we all had it. Oh, it was wow. very sick. So I had, you know, right before I found out I had COVID, I stopped my, I closed down because I was like, I'm not feeling good. And my family's not feeling good. Let me, you know, close my shop until we feel better. And then we found out, but it was like maybe two weeks or three weeks. And I had customers sending me, me are you feeling better? Are you going to start? Um, <laughs> oh my what's gosh. going on? I'm ashy. I need some stuff. I know you're not feeling good, but how good are you feeling? <laughs> you oh know? So it, was like, oh, so it was like, all right. Okay. So being homebound, everybody's homebound. Everybody's shopping, online shopping. Yeah. It was great for me. Mm. It was great. I didn't get to do any pop-ups but everybody still was buying online. I still have some customers that live in the area or live in Brooklyn, where I'm from, and they will come to my house and pick it up. So, you know, mask, gloves, all right, at the door, um, cash at me, see you later, <laughs> you know, still being precautious, but still taking care of business. Mm-hmm. So I think I didn't start doing pop-ups again until June this year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nervous. I think I've done five since June. Hmm. And now it's like, I don't know, am I going to do anymore? I don't know. Everybody getting sick and whatever. But for many people, COVID shut them down. But for me online, it wasn't bad. So having that online avenue, that stream of income was a very sustainable thing. Yeah, uh, I think if I was a store, it would have been different. Mm -hmm. But online when everybody's home, and that's the only way you can get stuff, it worked out for me. That's awesome. And I wanted to ask too, what led you to do the brunch pitch itself? And is that the first pitch you've ever taken part in? Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. It was like, oh, my stomach. I'm so nervous. I can't do it. (laughs) Um, I applied to be a vendor. So a promoter that I did a pop-up for, he was also going to be a judge and he was in charge of getting vendors. So I sent them a message. This is the Harlem pitch. They already had a Brooklyn pitch Mm. and I missed it. So I was like, I didn't think, I thought you only take in Harlem businesses. So I said, Mm. can I be a vendor? Do you have any more space? He said, yes, but I want you to pitch too. Okay. And he said, let me talk to them and find out. So they said, okay, send in your application. They'll, they'll accept you. And I got accepted. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) I hate speaking in front of people. It's nerve wracking. And all I did was practice my pitch. I'm washing dishes, practicing. I'm driving my car. I'm like to my kids and my husband, hey, listen to my pitch. They go, oh my God. So they started mouthing. You know, when you hear something so much, they started mouthing it with me. And I was like, ah. 
But that was a real boost to my business ego. Because, you know, I'm humbled every time somebody buys my product and they say they like it. And what have you, I still can't believe people really like my stuff, you know? So it's a personal battle with myself. But then doing the pitch, it's validation from six people who I don't know mm. that they see something, they see worth in my business and my product. So that was like a boost. It's like, they like me. They really like me. So, and there's another pitch in November that I'm going to be in. They're having a part two. Nice. So Very exciting. More nerves. <laughs> <laughs> And even when you say like how it was a boost to your confidence as a business, I guess in light of what you just said, what would you advise someone if they see you, they've seen your pitch and they're like, wow, like what she's done with this shea butter is incredible. I want to be an entrepreneur too. Um, What would be your advice to them as they're trying to start out that journey for themselves? I'd say the only thing stopping you is yourself. I think we can sabotage ourselves before someone else gets the chance to. So if you have an idea, if you have a product, if you have a service that you feel that you can fill a need for someone, do it. Do your research. Find your niche. What can make you stand out? Because, you know, like in the beginning, I was like, shea butter. Everybody's making something and soaps. I make soaps. I make this, that. But there's so many other people and what have you. But then you got to think when you go to the supermarket, there's a whole aisle of bread, 20, 30 different types of bread. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. So there's a loaf of bread for for everybody. Everybody may not like the same thing, but there's a loaf for everybody. So Mm -hmm. you may have a product. There may be 20, 30 other people, but there's someone who wants your loaf of bread, who, who you can fill that need for. So do your research, stand out, don't copy other people and go for it. Really great advice. Thank you. Yeah, just trying to really stay true to yourself, stay in your lane, but also know there's still room for you. (laughs) I mean, there's so many, like in 2019, I did the Natural Hair Expo. It was a big expo in Mm. New Jersey. It was a two-day expo. And I had a corner booth. When I got there to set up, Another lady came and she had almost the same products that I did Hmm. right next to me. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So I went to the promoter and I asked her, the booth behind me is empty. Can I switch? It's a corner booth just like mine. Can I switch? You know, I don't want to have the same right next to her. So the promoter said to me, oh, are you not secure about your product? that you don't want to be next to her. I said, honey, it's not me. It's her because I know I'm going to blow out the water. I don't want her feelings to be hurt. Fine. So she didn't want to move me. So I was like, I'm going to do the thing and I'm going to do it twice. So you can take pictures when you come by the next time. And we blew them up. I'm just saying, you know, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's like, I know what I have is good. And I know other people have other things too. But sometimes that could be your hindrance. You know, you feel like competition is a thing. But when you are secure and you're confident that you have a product, you're going to make it. So be confident in what you're doing and Mm -hmm. you'll make a killer. That's so great. That's so great. And then also, if you don't mind telling the audience, what do you value the most about having your business today? I value the fact that 
I could be at home doing this, that I have the support of my family and friends, that they help me. It's not a one woman show. Well, it's a one woman show. I do everything, (laughs) but they help me. They're behind me. They support me. So that's what I'm proud of, that I have the support of my family and friends and that people like my product. I think that's a proud, something I'm proud of, that I have something that people really like. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Adrian, for sharing your journey. Thank you. Just this incredible product you've made. I'm curious about it too, as someone with a sensitive skin myself. I have <laughs> I'm to- out here in Canada, so I don't know if you do the shipping I've never there. But anything to Canada do so. I said that I was going to look into it if I need to. What do I have to do? I've never shipped anything out of the country because I've had people from the islands ask and what have you. But being that shea butter has a low melting point, and then if you're going shipping stuff to other countries, you might have to go to customs or it's hot. I don't think it will travel well. So for that reason, I don't ship. You know, but Canada, I'll try it. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it may work out there. If you don't have to ship it in winter, at least it won't melt. <laughs> you know what? So, text, email. I gotta look on the email. See if I have your address, and I'm gonna test it out. Or email me your address, and I'm gonna test it out and see the process. And then you tell me how long it takes to get the product. And if you, whatever, at the condition, and then maybe I'll start shipping to Canada. Just as a test. Yeah. You'll be my test. <laughs> yeah. You'll be my, my I appreciate speaker. that because <laughs> you may have a fat out here. And just thinking of all of the African and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, um, like the Sally beauties out here, all of that. I'm sure I know a lot of products I use are definitely based in the States, like Shea Moisture and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So there is a market up here. Okay. <laughs> it's not the same number, but there is a market for sure. And we're okay. always trying to find uh, good products. So yeah. no, that's beautiful. Thanks again for sharing your story. And I wanted to give you this chance to also say, where can the audience find you? If they themselves are curious about your products, maybe they're like me, they're in other places <laughs> and they yeah. really want to try. Or if they, even if they're hearing this podcast from the States, I know I have a following uh, in the States actually uh, that mm-hmm listens to this so where can they find you connect with you and and, um, potentially get your product as well so you can follow me on instagram at the shea butter cream diva and that's also my website the shea butter cream diva.com and you'll be able to connect or send me an email shea butter cream diva at gmail Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Adrian. I love the value you shared with our audience today and just the sweet spirit that you give off (laughs) as we're talking. And I'm just really excited about your business and where it's going. I'll definitely keep following you myself. And uh, yeah, congratulations on taking part in the pitch as well. (laughs) Brown, winner, winner. (laughs) Maybe I should do that. Winner. Yes, winner of the Harlem (laughs) pitch. Thanks.